What is going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks for letting me be a part of the day. I appreciate it. Pete Callender here, 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. This is the Pete Callender Show, and I'm the Pete Callender of said show, and I appreciate uh, you listening. So, uh, well, we got the free crack pipes being handed out by the government, and uh, on the plus side, um, groceries are going to cost us like 6% more uh, for the rest of the year. So they, that, that went up again. Oh, but... Uh, apparently, the bad polling has gone out to the Democrat governors, and they're now like just all the mask mandates are now just falling by the wayside. But no, it's about the science, I think, although it didn't get to to CMS because last night they re-upped their mask mandate, uh, which they have to do. So that's for a month. They said we're waiting on the county, but then the county was like, yeah, we could probably roll this back next week. It's the science, I'm sure. Look, the case counts are dropping, as everyone said they would, because that's what they were doing all over the planet with Omicron. So, although there was, yes, that's true. There was the brief moment when there was the, uh, there was the stealth Omicron. And we weren't sure if the stealth Omicron, right, was going to be way worse than Omicron itself. But it turns out, I guess, no. Or the polling was worse than Omicron. I'm not sure. So either way, uh, it looks like the the return to normal might be coming. And it, um, I mean, look, it, on the one hand, yeah, we had all of like the, the deaths of despair and we had all of the... Uh, uh, the suicide rates, you know, just skyrocketing for young people. We've got developmental learning problems now with all of the young kids with the masks and stuff. I mean, all of those things are bad. But, I mean, really, think of the elected Democrats that are really, you know, suffering here. And so I think that is really, that's the important thing to keep in mind. So uh, with all of that, and I'm going cir- to I'm, I'm probably going to circle back like Jen Psaki does on uh, some of these uh, topics throughout the program. We're also going to talk to Andy Jackson again uh, because there's some stuff going on with the redistricting uh, case and uh, also some examples of election fraud that occurred right here in North Carolina. Three different examples from recent history and when i say recent i mean like within the last 15 years so we'll uh, chat with him about all of that but first i got to start with last night's or yesterday afternoons i should say county commission meeting and i did get an email uh from uh, or a message from uh, a a friend who said hey are you going to try to get george dunlap to come on the radio show now I don't know if George Dunlap actually does interviews with WBT anymore. I I don't, seriously. Um, because he quit doing them 20 years ago with WBT, with the radio station. Because when he was a school board member, and then I think when he ran for county commission, but I believe it was, yeah, it was around the same time, he, he quit talking to me. I was a reporter, and he quit talking to me, would not do interviews with me, because he didn't want my uh, audio of him answering questions and talking about topics, he didn't want that audio to be used on the radio during the shows. Because I would go in there and I would, I had good relationships with like virtually every elected official that I dealt with. I would go up and I would interview them and then pull a soundbite, put it in the story. And I always keep in mind, you know, 
how does this soundbite make the person look? And is, you know, uh, am I being fair to them? And I'm not, you know, deceptively editing them to make them sound like they're saying something they're not. And uh, would they approve of listening to this soundbite? Now, George Dunlap did not like hearing the way other people reacted to those sound bites, so he quit doing interviews. So I don't know. <laughs> so the reason I bring this up is because apparently that standard now applies down the hall at WBTV. Well, I should say one specific uh, person, that would be David Hodges, who tried to get a comment from Dunlap during a brief break, and Dunlap was on his way to the restroom, and, uh, well, this is how that sounded. You are unethical, and I've told you that more Sir. than a year ago, Sir. and I'm not going to answer any questions that you ask. Sir, you I know don't exactly care what, what I was reporting was exactly right. I don't right. care what you ask. I know what exactly what I was reporting So was my exactly point right. to you is, you can follow me, you can do what you want to, WBTV, and you are unethical. Okay, I would appreciate right? if you got the hand on my Okay. Face. Is it, not you is it not a failure of county leadership that you did not tell your board about this? They did not know about the statute? Oh, they're at the bathroom. You have multiple commissioners say that they wish, they wish you had told them about this when the request was made on October 26th. Why did you not tell them? I will keep asking questions. Nothing in that email said anything about that. Oh, I'm not going to call you Oh, why not? Come on, ask questions. Come on, ask questions. Come on. No, after you. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to go follow you in the bathroom, but anywhere else. Thank you, sir. I'm not going to follow you into the bathroom. He says, because <laughs> Dunlap walks to the bathroom and Hodges is walking with him with the microphone in his face saying, is this a failure of county leadership? Spoiler alert, it absolutely is. Um, and, uh, and and this is about the Ellis Scarborough medical leave decision that they arrived at last night, but the whole buildup to it. And you hear, uh, you heard Hodges saying, uh, I know exactly what story you're talking about. I was correct. That story was accurate. So it, th- they disagree. Now, I don't know. David Hodges never met him. I, I read his work. Um, but in any disagreement, Chances are my default position is going to be against George Dunlap. Just, I mean, I know, like, I know my bias. I'm self-aware. <laughs> Just, I'm not going to, it's going to take, it's going to take a lot for me to get on his side in that debate. I don't, I don't know anything about what they're debating. Now, they come back from, he comes back from the bathroom. He goes and sits down. And while they were walking, they passed by Vil Malik and Pat Cotham, two county commissioners, who witnessed all of this happening, which prompted Dunlap to address the situation right, here. As we um, reconvene, let me just make this statement. Because I'm sure that what some of the people will see on the news tonight is David Hodges following me, asking me questions yeah. as I went to the restroom. Please Correct. record this. It's been more than a year, and it continues to be the case that I do not talk to David Hodges. <laughs> I am not afraid to talk to anyone at WBTV, but I do not talk to David Hodges. I have made it clear to him that has not changed, and I don't expect anything to change in the near future. I am certainly willing to talk to all TV stations and have done so and will continue to do so. But if WBTV wants a quote from me on any question they better send somebody else other than David Hodges. I want to make sure that's clear. Because I think he's unethical and he has proven so much so. Now, with that being said, oh the meeting gosh. Oh my gosh. is reconvened. 
I'm literally shaking. I'm literally shaking at this assault on our press. This democracy requires a functioning press, and how dare you attack? Let me, look, totally within his rights. If he doesn't want to talk to somebody, he doesn't have to talk to them. That's fine. See, I have a consistent standard on that. I mean, I think he's a coward for not engaging, because he did talk to him, right? He did. He just, I'm not going to answer your questions. So instead, you gave him the perp walk video, which, just a heads up on that one, it doesn't make you look good. You look worse in that video than if you had just answered his questions. But he's well within his rights. He can he can say, I don't want to talk to David Hodges. But make no mistake, he's trying to get Hodges kicked off of the beat where apparently Hodges did a story that he didn't like, that Dunlap didn't like. I'm literally shaking. All right, News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Last night... As WSOC-TV reports, a week-long saga. It's actually longer than a week, but uh, the saga, I always like saying it like that. I don't know why. Saga, fine. Uh, Surrounding questions about Mecklenburg County Commissioner Ella Scarborough's months-long non-involvement on the county commission came to a close. County commissioners approved their colleagues' leave request. They also voted to pay Scarborough while on medical leave and to appoint a temporary replacement, and to pay that person, to serve in the interim. All right, so this is it. We are all Mecklenburg County taxpayers, at least. We are now going to be on the hook for the payment of the salary and benefits for County Commissioner Scarborough, who is on medical leave. Um, We are not told what the medical condition is. Um, She's not coming back, is my understanding. And... um, they're going to move forward with an, uh, an appointment to replace her. And then they have some uh, criteria that they each individually have, but they've opened it up. But the state law is, I think, uh, tied to the they have to have a Democrat uh, fill the seat. And then Pat Coffin suggested, hey, it should be a black female Democrat because Elle is a black female. It's like, OK. All righty. So if you're going to do this, uh, you, you got two, right? That's a, there's like two, and they're like, oh, it's a former official, former elected official, too. And, okay, now like you're talking about two women that I'm aware of that could now potentially get the gig, but whatever. Um, we'll see how that part plays out. But right now, the key is, first off, um, that nobody did anything wrong here, and we're still going to pay. That's Those are the two key takeaways from what happened. So first up, Pat Cotham wanted to know how long this leave um, has actually been going on. It seems like we just learned about this leave of absence recently. I guess I'm surprised we didn't know that a long time ago. Um, I also would like clarification uh, because I I heard on the news and um, heard from people whom I trust that she requested this in the end of October of last year. And then it seems like now this is a second request. So is that, can you tell us if that's accurate? That, 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 that information is accurate. Let me just tell you again that the board um, was not aware of any policy procedure or statute that would have allowed us okay. to remove Commissioner Scarborough. And so, All right, so now keep in mind here, the words he's using that the board was not aware. No, he's talking about him. He was not aware. Apparently the county attorney was not aware and the county manager was not aware. Nobody was aw- was aware 
of what the law was concerning this situation. Okay? That's that's the premise upon which uh, the rest of this is going to get built. And Cotham can kind of sniff this out, by the way. This may not remove her, but well, grant her... Well, are you saying... It, the, it, the, the point was, the information that we received, and y'all got the same information I got, I didn't get any special briefing, was that we didn't have any choices. That was the information that we got, and that was the way we proceeded, that there were no options for the board. Are you talking about in October? I'm asking if this request was made in October. From the beginning. Okay, from the beginning. From the beginning. In October? Before October. The board was told on a number of occasions that we didn't have any choices. Okay, so... From the beginning, when is the beginning? What was the beginning point? We don't know. They never explored this area. There was no timeline delivered here. Because again, key point, remember, nobody is to blame. Nobody did anything wrong. Okay, it's the key takeaway. Nobody did anything wrong. So the timeline really doesn't even matter. I mean, it was, you know, for a while we were told some things. By whom? Well, heads up. uh, Michael Dickerson over at the Board of Elections... Uh, that sound you hear is uh, the approaching bus that's about to run you over. I know it's over there and you're over here, but I think someone is about to toss you towards it. <laughs> uh, just a heads up on that. Okay, I don't mean... I, okay, well... I'm, I'm just trying to understand the process. I'm not trying to cast blame. I just... Um, this is important. Yes, it is. And I, I just want to know um, if the family and Ella requested this in October. And, and, and you asked the question if the information that you received was true, and I answered, okay. the answer is true. Okay, so it did, but we didn't, I don't remember hearing this in October. No. So, so that was like a private you, request? Well, the, the, the request came to uh, uh, county manager and to uh, our attorney and, and to myself. Oh, Ah, notice how he names himself last on that one. Oh, it came to, you know, these other people and me. Yeah, we're aware of who was in the loop on these requests, Mr. Chairman. You were. And you never brought it to the board for them to discuss. Why not? And again, okay. we were operating on the premise you were. that we have no options. You were operating. You and the county attorney and the county manager were operating under that idea. How did you come up with that idea? He said, well, information that we got uh, on several occasions. From whom? Nobody asks this. From whom? Board of Elections uh, Executive Director. Right? Michael Dickerson. His name gets thrown out later on in the meeting. Now, it was so so just so that you're clear. um, And and this really doesn't have to do... It has absolutely nothing to do with the decision that we need to make for this, because it won't change. I, I understand, but okay. Well, let, in fact, let me address that after we get through this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to answer. I want to answer your question. Yeah, sure. So that everybody's clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ju- just give me a minute. We got to work through these things that I have set up here in the process. I want to walk you through, so this way we don't kind of go over the you know, the icky questions, the awkward questions about who knew what and when. No need to go down that path, right? The we got to move forward. Progress. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Ray with a tweet. 
at Pete Callender. An open seat on the county commission? This is a great opportunity to have some Republican representation, right? Proportionality, people. It's what they wanted, right? No, it's different when they're in charge. It's not a fair map. If they're the majority, they get all the seats. That's the rule. Okay, so Ella Scarborough's uh, request for leave taken up by the county commissioners last night. She has been uh, AWOL for uh, months now. Vilma Leak, County Commissioner Vilma Leak, interrogated the county attorney Tyrone Wade about why he did not inform the board about the original request back in October. Why didn't you not, as our attorney representing the board, say something to us then? I had a question. Upon you, we employ you. Mm-hmm. I had a question presented to me on a different question, Commissioner Leak, and that was more with FMLA leave. And the court, the question was whether or not county commissioners are entitled to FMLA or other federal coverages. And I was researching that issue. I can't understand yeah. what you're Can saying. You speak a little closer. To I had a different question presented to me, and it was whether or not county commissioners are eligible for leave under FMLA. And that is the question that was presented to me. It was only as the chair was getting ready to say about can commissioners be removed that we begin to look at the other question and then we researched it further my 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 question was when it was presented in october why didn't you as our attorney ask us to act then i don't know who talked to you otherwise right i'm talking about the board she's right i'm talking about the chairman i'm talking about the board that's not the question I was asked, Commissioner Lee. I was responding to the question that was asked of me. I was not it doesn't asked matter. a specific He's question. He's not answering her question. But right. for just oh. a minute, Mr. Chairman. If our chair read to us what he just read about wanting to receive leave of absence, it had to have been presented here to this board. And that could have been presented by the chair or by the manager. I was responding to the legal question of whether or not a commissioner can be removed or whether they are entitled to That's from L.A. Okay. See, right, that, that's from February. That's from a week ago. Okay, when we were talking about this a week ago, that's what they were. That's what prompted all of this. Okay, that happened yesterday. What prompt? Well, what prompted it was Ellis Corbett not attending the meetings, but and her uh, her medical issues. But Wade is. Wade is bouncing around here in order to not answer the direct question that I know. Here I am, like I'm giving Vilma credit. Uh, yeah, I'm giving her credit. Where it is due, Vilma Leak trying to find out what did he know and when did he know it. And the original request came from Ellis Scarborough for, uh, for, well, from her email, came back in October. In October. And ever since then, three people have been in the loop on what's been going on there and trying to figure stuff out and what's the law or whatever. And what Wade is saying is, oh, this was a a Family Medical Leave Act question. And so that's what I was looking into. And that's it? You stopped? You didn't pursue anything else? Like, why is she seeking this request? Like, if everybody knew, as I said yesterday, I knew within 17 seconds of arriving back in Charlotte what was going on with her. And within two more seconds, I knew about kind of the medical condition that that is what is out in the community people understand that this is the the thing that is wrong with her is dementia and she's been in decline for a while
This has been going on for years, by the way. Years. And the people on that body knew it. But, but see, everybody's a little culpable. Everyone's a little responsible. And so now it's gotten to the point where, oh, I don't know. Maybe need to do something. And Vilma's trying to say, well, wait a minute. Why didn't you bring this to us back in October? And Dunlap, you hear him, oh, oh we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll cover all of that in good time. I'm still asking him, Mr. But, Chairman. But he, he has, he's trying he to answer your question. He hasn't okay, well, then it. you have to accept what he said. No, I'm she doesn't. You can't make him answer something. I can't, the way you you want can't him answer. make me accept it. I can hear it Okay. because it wasn't done right. Okay, well, we can address that issue. That's not a problem. It but wasn't the done is, fair. The fact is... We can address that, and I'm, I've got some questions uh, related to that and some responses related to that. Again, and com- all your questions will be answered as it relates to why things happened when they happened. But none of that, yes. none of that has anything to do with the question on the table. The question on the table is, do we grant the leave? As has been stated, if we don't, Nothing changes. Now, once we get past this point, then I will take you to other points that will answer the questions that you have. But he, of course, he never, they, they never go back and answer this. They never explain why people didn't pursue what the, the law was. And because this has been written about. There were all sorts of articles about this. The School of Government is written about it a couple different people a couple different times <laughs> it's right so you know you know what put this into the forefront well here i've got the audio let me see here yeah i can play this here again you heard the attorney's response he was doing research based on the question that you asked him what we discovered had nothing to do with how you remove a commissioner or what to do in the event that a commissioner is not functioning correctly none of that was his charge so wait a minute so there were commissioners who told the attorney to go research it who told him to do that where did this request come from nobody's saying now I'll be honest and I'll tell you how I came upon all of this yes please <laughs> believe it or not I read Twitter <gasps> and while this question was being posed, Larry Sheehan, whom all of you know, he's a Republican strategist, asked a question, and a citizen <laughs> responded to that question. Oh and God. they referred to a law that happened in another state and said this might be applicable in North Carolina because there are no statutes on how to remove a sitting commissioner in the state of North Carolina. Exactly. And so based on that, I presented it to the attorney and asked him to research it. And that's precisely what he did. And once he researched it, he gave me some information, which I then shared with her family and says, listen, this is what we've discovered. These are your options. Okay. I I think I found the exchange. It's I'm not sure he's exactly right on what he's remembering, but it was a random person on Twitter who prompted them to find the correct law. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT going over the county commission action and what this all is about. 
The county commissioners knew that Ella Scarborough is was not able to perform the duties of her office. And I feel I, I need to say this again. I am not trying to make light of or mock or ridicule or make it any more difficult for her family. Uh, it is a very difficult uh, time for them. I understand all of that. But I also understand that you know she is an elected official. And the way that this has been handled has not been good. And there is money in play here. The money that she was drawing as her paycheck... There is the benefits that she has been using that are taxpayer funded. And this is part of the deal. Like when when you serve, this is part of the deal. You open yourself up to examination on all sorts of things. I'm not saying that you lose your HIPAA rights and all that stuff. I'm not saying that. Uh, I am saying, though, that if you're not fulfilling the duties of the office, then People have the right to ask why you're not doing so and whether you should be paid when you're not doing so. Especially if the lack of your presence aids other politicians in their advancement of certain agenda items. Okay? There are multifacets, uh, uh, it's a multifaceted uh, problem here. Okay? Uh, and yes, you know, there's emotion, there are relationships, there's politics, I, all of that is all part of this deal. So I'm not trying to be mean or nasty or anything like that. I'm looking at it from just the 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 rational and I'm look uh, and logical and and policy kind of view. Now, all of this came up according to George Dunlap because of Twitter. Um he saw people tweeting about this. He named specifically Larry Shaheen and there are a couple tweets here that I've seen, and one of them is that uh, Joe Bruno from WSOC tweeted out that Dunlap just called and said um, he does not have any updates and doesn't know what's going on with Commissioner Scarborough either. See, all of this got prompted because reporters started asking the question, okay? They started asking these questions, and that forced people to have to come up with an answer. So Dunlap's answer was, I don't know if there's anything we can do to remove her from the position, which I'm not sure what the question was. But that's not necessarily the same thing. That's like, where is she? Now, remember, when Dunlap told that to Bruno, Dunlap also knew that Ella Scarborough had been, or what he later admits in the meeting last night was that it's probably not her that they're talking to on the on the emails. It's probably her kids. Well, isn't that interesting? Kind of suspected it. So when... Somebody using her email address said, I'm requesting a medical leave, peace and blessings, happy holidays, and two different occasions, right? October and then December. When, when those emails came in, Dunlap knew, right, that she had asked for this time off, this medical leave. But what he tells Scar, or he tells uh, Joe Bruno is he can't remove her. And maybe that's what Bruno asked. I don't know. But it's not necess- it, that's not an answer to the question of where is she. He just says, I don't know, she's on medical leave, and that's it. So apparently everybody was unaware that there is actually a process to ask for leave. The problem is, is if you do that, then there's no obligation to pay you. And that's the problem, because the pay is the pass-through for the benefits, 
And that's what they all want. Not all. It was a 5-3 vote last night. That's the That was the rub. They wanted to keep paying Ella Scarborough because they didn't want her to lose her benefits. And you can defend that from a, from a compassion point of view, an ethical point of view, and all of that. But make no mistake about it. They're using taxpayer dollars to pay somebody who is sick but can no longer fulfill the obligations of that elected position. And this is a really good example of a fundamental difference in mindset. Because think about, think about the machinations that the people involved here have gone through in order to preserve that revenue stream. And again, you can say that it was for good purposes, right? Because like Commissioner Lee Altman was like flat out said, I'm not going to do anything that jeopardizes her benefits and pay. Right. I'm going to keep and and Commissioner Jarrell said, we're not giving this to her. She earned it through her lifetime of the work. Right. You can make those arguments all day long, but it, it represents a fundamental difference in view, which is why wouldn't you ask for the community's help in supporting her? Why would you go through all of these contortions and the. The secrecy, because this is, I mean, it was. Now, you could say we weren't hiding anything. Yeah, you kind of were. And you can say there were reasons for that, but you were. You were hiding stuff. You were engaging in this secrecy for a noble cause, whatever. It doesn't matter. You were engaging in that behavior. But what happened, though, is the taxpayers paid the bill for that, not you. See, it it gets to a fundamental question of are you compelled to help somebody? Or do you do it voluntarily? What is the ethical answer on that? Is the ethical answer to compel me as a taxpayer to help somebody that you think deserves help? Or is the ethical answer for you to convince me to voluntarily help that person? What's the ethical approach there? Compulsion or volunteering? I actually saw somebody ask this question. They were like, oh, how come when a politician says to help other people, it's socialism. But when Christ says it, you know, it's it's good and ethical. right? Because Christ isn't telling you you have to do it by force. He's not taking anything from you. He's calling on you to be good, right? That's the it's a voluntary decision you make. But why wouldn't you go to the public, to the community and let people raise the money to help her why you could have done this so much better where everybody could have honored her